Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello again, everybody. Cheryl Atkinson here. Welcome to another edition of Full Measure After Hours. Today, an interview that I suspect you might find somewhat disturbing with a Chinese-American scientist who the FBI wrongly accused of being a spy. There are so many takeaways from the story you're going to hear about today. In an overarching sense, it's yet another example of alleged FBI incompetence or corruption, depending on how you view the case. Amid a stack of such examples that I've covered over the years, including on this podcast, When the FBI arrests somebody only to have charges dropped later, it still often destroys lives. It requires people of modest means to pay sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars defending themselves, answering legal requests for information, and so on. It gets them fired from their jobs. It can destroy family relationships. It can cast doubt on the person for the rest of their life. Well, such is the case with Zhao Jingxi, a Chinese-American scientist, now a professor of physics at Temple University. My report about what happened to him is the subject of this week's Full Measure cover story that's on Sunday, February 5th. I hope you don't miss it. For today's podcast, an extended interview with that scientist, Xi. How did you first come to understand, in what time period, that you were being accused of being a spy? Um, I, um, okay, the point of time, right? So um, I was um, shocked when I opened the door, when uh, FBI agents came to my house and pounding on my door, and uh, I did not know why. And so actually I asked them why uh, was I arrested, and uh, they wouldn't, would not tell me. And they were saying, well, come to the FBI field office and uh, answer some questions, and I will tell you. And then, um, you know, they took me to the FBI field office in Philadelphia, and uh, they interrogated me for two hours. And, you know, I, I, I knew that, uh, you know, normally you should not answer questions without a lawyer present. But I wanted to know why they accused me so that I can start thinking about how to defend myself. Because, you know, I went through all my life in my mind, and I couldn't figure out why they were coming to arrest me. And, uh, so, um, at the very end of the interrogation, you know, they still wouldn't want to tell me, and I keep asking why. And that's when they told me uh, for having made a, a device called a pocket heater for uh, my Chinese collaborator. Uh, which was totally false, and I knew it could never be, it, it could not possibly be true. So, you know, I, the, that's the point, that I knew why I was arrested. What kinds of questions were they asking you? Oh, it's just a very, 
um, nor, uh, questions about our everyday work. You know, do you did you have do you have a, a Chinese students in your lab, and uh, you went to China to give talks, and uh, you know, it's all those kind of uh, uh, things. We not, nothing is um, so from the question that they asked me. I wouldn't know why they charged me. So that's why I keep asking, why was I uh, arrested? And did they let you go at the end of that interrogation? Well, you know, um, as, a, as a physics professor, I had absolutely no uh, experience with the legal system, right? So it looks like I need to tell you what I have learned. Uh, so the process is like this. They, they arrest me, and then I will be uh, having my first court appearance where I will uh, be told why I was charged, and uh, and then I will be deciding on bail. And uh, and um, so the government did not uh, insist to to keep me in jail. So um, I was released on bail uh, that afternoon. What happened when they came to your house? Did they barge in? Was it a scary experience, or were they fairly just? commonplace and polite well i mean it, it, it was very very scary and uh so they they pounded on my door uh they woke me up and uh so i, I run to open the door right i i didn't even um, get myself fully uh dressed and i have shorts <laughs> bare chested and uh and so i open the door see all these people and uh some of them have weapons and uh, two guys have uh, battering ram and uh, near my door so I was thinking well you know if I were slower they may have uh, broken down my door so uh, then these armed agents you know is there a gun drawn and they're running into the house and running around and yell FBI FBI and uh, so they kind of uh, um, uh, ordered my wife and uh, two daughters coming out of their bedrooms and uh, uh, with their hands raised, and, and it was very, very scary. How old were your girls? So I have two girls. The the, the older one uh, was about nineteen, and uh, the younger one was twelve at the time. And what year was this? This was uh, twenty fifteen. And um, what time of day? Uh, it was before seven o'clock in the morning. Okay. Uh, when you first became aware mm-hmm. that the accusation was some sort of industrial espionage, mm-hmm. so that's what it's called? I, I suppose, yeah. What thoughts went through your mind? Well, the very first uh, word I uttered was, uh, that's absurd. You know, it, uh, it could not be true. So that's what uh, went through my mind. And if you can explain clearly and succinctly, specifically what they were accusing you of doing with the pocket heater. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just saying that I, I, so I had a collaboration with uh, colleagues in China. Was that legal? Uh, yes, absolutely. That was completely on the research uh, that was open. That was my research, uh, based on my research. And uh, everything, you know, as a university professor, uh, we do so-called fundamental research. Everything we do, we have to publish it. And everything we publish, we have to disclose all the details so that people read the paper, can reproduce what we do. That's what the most of our university professors do, fundamental research. And so uh, I was collaborating with the colleague on, uh, on something based on my research and that, that was encouraged by the university and the U.S. government. So there's nothing secretive about it. This was a pocket heater? 
No, well, that the research, the collaboration I have was not about the pocket heater, and uh, but the government uh, uh, accused me of, uh, ex- you know, disclosing uh, pocket heater information in this collaboration, which was totally wrong. And I know this gets a little arcane, but what is sensitive about pocket heater research? Nothing. Nothing. It was, you know, the pocket heater. Uh, uh, that 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 was used by this U.S. company that was discovered by a German company in the 1990s and well published. Everybody in the field know about it, and so you know, I I don't understand. I, and your research was on what type of product or device? Well, we work on materials physics that's related to all kinds of uh, uh, possible applications, and uh, so we make so-called thin films, uh, very very thin materials on some substrate that you can use it for fundamental research or you know, for devices. Did you ever figure out how the government got confused and thought that you were working on a pocket heater instead of what you were really working on? Uh, I don't know the detail. That's part of the reason that we have a lawsuit against the government because we want to know all the facts. What we do know is that the FBI agent who investigated my case uh, made up uh, uh, evidence, and uh, he was told that I was not talking about the pocket heater before he went ahead and, and charged me. What evidence did they, in your view, or based on your research, fabricate? Well, you know, that that got into the detail of our lawsuits that my lawyer would not want me to go into. Details. What is Without the details, what is your current lawsuit claim? Uh, the, uh, the, the FBI agents made up uh, data. He knew he was wrong. And the one I had was that. Let's talk about you being chosen as a suspect in the first place. You feel this had something to do with you being a Chinese. Are you a Chinese-American? Are you a U.S. citizen? I'm sorry. I am a U.S. citizen, yes. You feel as though perhaps you were picked on or pointed to because you were Chinese descent? Uh, well, no, again, that, that's, that's the heart of our uh, lawsuits that my lawyer would uh, want to answer in more precise language, but uh, given what the, uh, the the actions of the FDI agent and, uh, you know, that's that's uh, that's uh, obvious um, explanation. Have you in your research found that similar things have happened to other Chinese scientists working here in America? Oh, uh, absolutely. You know, my case happened in 2015. And before my case, there were already a few uh, the Chinese scientist who was um, accused of of uh, of uh, uh, basically spying for China, right? And uh, after my case, uh, in my case, they failed, and there were several other cases before my case that were uh, a failure. Uh, and uh, uh, Sherry Chen and uh, uh, from from the Weather Service, National Weather Service, and two scientists uh, from uh, Eli Lili. And they were charged for kind of a stating secret for China, and they were all dropped. And afterwards, the uh, DOJ paused somewhat, and uh, I, th- I think they have some new rules about all these prosecutions have to be approved by the uh, DOJ. And uh, and then um, in 2018, they established this China Initiative. And uh, uh, soon after that, um, there are many, many cases uh, uh, based on non-disclosure. Uh, you did not uh, expose 
I disclose your collaboration in, with some Chinese universities in your university conflict of interest form or in your grant proposals uh, for funding agencies. And uh, there have been um, many, let's say uh, more than a dozen university professors who were charged for non-disclosure. Are there any cases you think that are legitimate? Because we do hear that China is working very hard to infiltrate our technology, and I think there is evidence of, of industrial espionage happening. Well, uh, I can say with certainty, of all these uh, professors, none of those cases involve theft of intellectual property. Others, zero. They, they were not able to show any case that actually uh, have some stolen intellectual property. And they're all about the non-disclosure. Um, many of them are about non-disclosure. There, there are some other weird cases, too. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. In your case, ultimately the charge or charges were dropped. Mm -hmm. How did it get to the point from the raid and the questioning and the charging to them dropping the case? Yeah, we, um, you know, my, my legal team contacted the top experts in my research field and uh, they provided affidavits. So uh, we gave them all my communications with my uh, Chinese collaborators. And uh, they look at them and they say, well, all these emails are not about pocket heater. They are about uh, the research of his own. And uh, so uh, my lawyer made a presentation to the uh, government. And uh, another, a few weeks after that, they dropped the case. How did this impact your life? Oh, that's, um, that's dramatic. That's significant. I mean... Um, you know, as you said, uh, most people do not realize that when the government charged somebody, it's not necessarily true, right? They all assume that uh, the government charged somebody, uh, this guy must uh, must have done something wrong. Even if the case is dropped, right? Many people think, well, you know, the government dropped case for many reasons. And it's not necessarily because this guy is innocent, but because of other reasons. So. We always carry that, um, you know, a stigma, right? And so uh, we must have done something wrong. So that's uh, very damaging. Um, one thing, um, though, is the fear that it created in our mind, right? Not only my mind, my wife, my daughters. We all learned 
how government can twist something, which is nothing, to charge somebody, right? Even if they are innocent. So that, that creates a fear that every time when we send emails or make phone calls, we're afraid that the uh, FBI might be looking, might be reading, and if anything that we are saying not uh, 100% precise, it could become a reason that they charge us, right? For my work, everyday work, uh, if you apply for funding, uh, you have to, you know, check many boxes and uh, many certific- uh, certifications. I mean, uh, anything, if I don't do precise, it could become a reason for them to charge me. So that makes my life very, very stressful. And, and as a result of that, my research is much, much smaller than it used to be. And uh, I think that's very similar to the so-called fear factor that uh, many Chinese-American scientists are talking about now. Uh, there's this recent uh, survey that shows that more than 40% of uh, uh, these Chinese academics are fearful of doing research in this country, are, are I think about not applying for federal funding. Uh, and over 60% of uh, respondents of that uh, survey uh, are considering leaving the United States. And, and that fear, I know very well, right? Because that's exactly what I felt and after my case. And that obviously had uh, a traumatic uh, effect on my career and also on my life. You know, uh, all my family members, I mean, they, they, this fear are with everyone. How would you say that impacts the U.S., that there are probably a lot of talented Chinese researchers here? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not doing the work they could do or would otherwise do. Well, as I said, um, you know, 40 some percent of uh, Chinese uh, American academics are trying to avoid apply for federal funding and 60 percent or more thinking about leaving. And I'm sure there are many more future uh, scientists who could have come here would uh, think about whether to do that or not. That has a very negative impact on American science and technology. Um, I want to bring up um, one uh, report that's released by the National Academy of Sciences at the end of uh, September. And that said very, very clearly uh, how important uh, attracting talents is to American technology. And so uh, this uh, policy that uh, uh, driving away talents who are already here and preventing the future talents from coming, that has huge effect. Uh, according to this report, uh, National Academy of Science report, the the threat uh, is to damage the Americans' uh, capacity, the, the capability of innovation, rather than that's a bigger threat than uh, the possible stolen technology. The Chinese scientists who may be working here, mm-hmm. whether Chinese nationality or Chinese American, are they discovering things and inventing things and researching things that can benefit the U.S. or the universities where they work? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, the, these Chinese scientists are making uh, a significant contribution to American science and technology. So, uh, you know, you're talking about these people stealing um, uh, secrets or intellectual property. These people are the people who are creating these intellectual properties and these discoveries and the innovations. So uh, th- this is uh, 
I think um, the former Secretary of uh, Energy Stephen Chu was saying this is not just shooting on your, uh, at your foot; you're shooting at your head by driving away all these talents who are making these important uh, discoveries and innovations. And in looking at the other side, in fairness, there is a. I want. I would like you to address. There is a Chinese threat to mm-hmm. our technology. I mm-hmm. think it's well established. Mm-hmm. How would you think it'd be better balanced that the United States is vigilant in protecting its technology and its secrets, but at the same time not accusing innocent people of doing something mm-hmm. wrong? Um, you know, um, uh, first off, uh, I want to say that uh, the fact that the Department of Justice is spending this much resource on these innocent Chinese-American academics, the question I would ask is, have the have they really catching? Uh, are they really catching real spies? Right? Are they spending taxpayers' money responsibly in protecting our country? Right? Because the, when they go after these innocent people, uh, they are not uh, focusing on catching the real spies, which we expect them to do. Right? That's their job. They should be doing that. But they are doing going all after all these innocent people. So, uh, how to protect uh, American, um, you know, innovation and technology? I mean, that's uh, the uh, the report that I mentioned by the National Academy of uh, Sciences that answers exactly that question, right? That their conclusion is uh, it's more important to protect the Americans' ability to innovate rather than protect uh, some specific technologies, because if you prevent the uh, talents from coming, driving away talents, and if you weaken the ecosystem of American innovation, that's a much bigger threat to Americans' uh, competitiveness. Were you familiar with the case of Wen Ho Lee when this happened to you? Uh, we, we all know of that case, yes. You know, you were very wrapped up in your own emergency at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And his case was different. He was working at a mm-hmm. nuclear weapons lab and so on. But there were some, perhaps, similarities mm-hmm. with the FBI behavior and so on. Did it occur to you that there were some similarities to the Wen Ho Lee case? Well, you know, uh, the, the book that he published with uh, 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 with Helen Zia, I mean, that was the book I, I read uh, very soon after my arrest. And... Uh, so we can see that uh, you know the Chinese uh, scientists of Chinese uh, descent uh, are being treated unfairly. That that's fairly clear. Any reflections on his case? Because I'll briefly revisit that in my story. The fact that he was held in solitary confinement mm-hmm. while he was awaiting trial. Mm-hmm. That the FBI agents admitted to the judge ultimately that they were dishonest about several factors. Mm-hmm. What reflections do you have about that case? Well, the, he was charged. Uh, uh, as a spy, or uh, or at least uh, publicly uh, labeled as a spy, but he was not, right? So he, uh, if I understand correctly, he downloaded some uh, data that he should not have. Uh, but but also I read that many people did the same, and uh, but he was uh, prosecuted and uh, went through, you know, as you mentioned, uh, this solid uh, solitary confinement, and. Uh, that that's obviously a case that was not fair. In the big picture beyond your case, 
What do you think needs to happen? Um, well, what needs to be happen? I, I think uh, um, somebody else asked me questions similar to this. And, uh, and uh, what I was saying is given the current geopolitical situation, right? And uh, we don't want to be sent to the internment camp. That's what needs to happen. So, um, you know, my case and so many other Chinese American uh, academics case all show that we were not treated fairly. And, and we all know that China and the United States are in this uh, situation. I think uh, in many senses they are at war. And the previous time that the United States was at war with another country, Japan, you know, uh, hundreds of uh, thousand people were sent to the internment camp. I think more than 100,000 people. Uh, and we don't want that to happen. That was Chinese-American scientist Zhao Xi, who has a current lawsuit filed against the FBI. If you're interested in this topic, you will want to listen this week to my other podcast, the Cheryl Atkinson Podcast. There, I'm talking more about the pattern, going back to the Wen Ho Lee case, which I covered at CBS News. I will be telling some of the behind-the-scenes information that I've never publicly told before that I think gives some important context into the case of this wrongly accused man. And be sure to watch my TV program, Full Measure, this week on Sunday, February 5th. If you miss it or are listening to this podcast after February 5th, you can catch replays at fullmeasure.news, or maybe it's even easier, go to CherylAckison.com, click the Full Measure tab. You will see a page that you can click and see all of my cover stories. Makes for some pretty incredible binge-watching, if I do say so myself. Particularly if you're looking for news covered more the old-fashioned way with stories that don't tell you what you have to think, that don't censor certain people and views, and that tackle topics that others would rather not give any attention to. To find out how to watch my TV program, you can go to CherylAxon.com, click the Full Measure tab, and all the ways to watch are right there, whether it's a TV station list for a city near you with Times or on our free app, STIRR, that's spelled S-T-I-R-R. It has all kinds of cool things, but you can see Full Measure live on Sundays at 9.30 in the morning Eastern Time or on demand anytime. You can watch on our website, fullmeasure.news slash live, Sundays at 9.30 Eastern Time, or replays thereafter. Lots of ways to watch. If you want to support independent journalism, you can click the store tab at my website, CherylAxon.com, for some thought-provoking and fun products and some clever slogans that independent and free thinkers are sure to appreciate with proceeds benefiting causes like the Cheryl Ackeson Ion Awards that I give to students and professionals to encourage independent fair reporting. We don't have enough of that today. Do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself. <laughs>